Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We're taking a look at the biggest rankings, risers, and fallers in ADP over the last month, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5 on the Fantasy Football Today YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Towers here with Dave Richard on the on Friday, July 29th episode. We're here to talk about players who have seen their draft price change the most lately. We're looking at the last month, comparing June to July in NFC drafts, because you know that's one of those high-stakes leagues or tournaments where you can kind of look at the the rankings, risers, and fallers and kind of filter out by month. So I've taken a look at the biggest risers from inside the top 100 and the biggest fallers from inside the top 100, and we're going to take a look at two of those, and you're going to tell me basically what you think about their price, what you think about the trends that we're seeing, and whether you buy them Got or it. whether you think you should let their price continue to change. First up, we have Seahawks, Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker, the biggest faller among the top 100 picks going from 78.7 in ADP to 89.6. Does that drop make sense to you? It makes sense, especially these days, because all you're hearing out of Seahawks camp is how Rashad Penny is carrying good weight, and he's strong, and he's cutting quick and explosive, and he's healthy. And as long as that's going to be the case, it's going to be really hard for Ken Walker to step into the main role in that Seattle run game offense. Now, it helped that Chris Carson retired. It's not great that Chris Carson retired. I kind of wish he was still playing because I love the way that he played. But I think Walker can play like a better version of Carson. And I think we all know how Penny can play. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of hype right now around Rashad Penny. So to see his value rise past Ken Walker, uh, it's it's acceptable. It makes sense. It's reasonable. But it does provide a price point for Ken Walker where you'll take him after round seven. We're talking round eight. You'll say, I'll just wait till the second half of the year or whenever Rashad Penny does eventually break down. And then you've got the lead running back for the Seahawks, which in the past used to be an amazing thing. Now, they're going to get carries. They're going to get carries, but you know how you know. If if they don't, I I think everybody's kind of expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to end up in Seattle. And if that happens, I think this offense takes a turn for the better. Yes. And that'll make their run game a lot more appealing because defenses won't be so... Uh, interested in in stopping the run with Geno Smith and Drew Locke under center. All right, how are you feeling about Antonio Gibson, who's dropped from 47.1 to 57.4 since the month of June? I, I think an opportunity is opening for him, too, where his value just keeps dropping and dropping because he's not pra- practicing right now in training camp. He's got a hamstring issue. And Brian Robinson, their rookie, is is starting to pick up some some good buzz and physical interior type runner who makes sense in that offense. And and now there's a chance that this could become a three-headed offense, or at least a three-headed run game. And I, I still think Gibson's the best running back there. I still think that they'll lean on Gibson more than they would on Robinson, more than they would than McKissick. And though there might be more games this year than in the past where he's got some empty numbers for fantasy, I still think he's got potential to come through for a lot of games north of 15 PPR fantasy points. So yeah, especially if that I, offense is better this year. I, and it could be better. I, I don't know how much better. I think it'll be a little more explosive 
mm-hmm. than it's been in the past. I think Wentz, I think Wentz's arm strength gives him an edge over Taylor Heineke. I think adding Jahan Dotson is good there too. So now defenses, they're going to not be able to do what they used to do there, which is what they might do in Seattle, which is try and stop the run. Now they're going to have to kind of really, really respect that pass. And that'll open things up for all the members of the run game. Gibson's the one who's going to be in there the most. We're talking about a round five pick for Gibson. Yeah, it's right in the middle of that dead zone. But mm-hmm. I, I still don't mind snagging him then if he's my RB2 and I take nothing but wide receivers and one of them running back with my first four picks. All right, on the other end of things, we've got a couple of wide receivers who have jumped into the top 100. They're the biggest risers in ADP since the month of June. Kadarius Toney has jumped from 107.7 93.8, and Alan Lazard is up to 97.8. First off, which of those two do you prefer, and what do you think about their prices jumping up like that? It's, it's Lazard, and his price has a lot of room to grow, Chris. I've got him as a top 80 player. I think he's worth that round seven pick right now. Seems like he's the number one receiver in Green Bay. Christian Watson's hurt. Sammy Watkins is old. They don't really have another option. Yeah, he's hurt too. So although Romeo Dubs has started to get some attention, I've been talking about him since before the draft. So I'm excited to see what Romeo Dubs can do. But right now the big dub is going to Alan Lazard. I think he could end up being the top target getter in Green Bay. That's usually a good thing. And remember, he had a surprising explosive play rate last year, and he had a ton of end zone targets last year. I imagine he can still be in line for that. So I think he's got room to grow. Don't be afraid to take him in round eight, round nine in your drafts right now. And don't be surprised if by the time we get to mid-August, late August, he's a round seven pick in fantasy drafts. Tony, I'm going to be a lot more patient on. Not ready to say that he's a top 100 player. There's a lot of interesting targets in that offense. He might be the one that sees the most targets on a per-game basis. I'm not sure how healthy he'll stay for the season. And I still believe that this offense is going to be Saquon-centric. And I know there's people that are still very nervous about Saquon because he's missed time each of the last two seasons. But I think he could end up being a very good fantasy running back and the key piece to this Giants offense, which Tony will have to work off of. Still not sure Tony can find 120 targets this year. All right, that's going to do it for Fantasy Football Today in 5. Thanks for listening and watching. We'll see you next week. Take care.